This is the Living Numbers Podcast. This is the Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rambles. I'm back with my boy Donovan. Episode 6.2, we talk some more NBA, talk some more trade deadline, we talk about teams that are going to pop, talk about some teams that are going to fade, there's even some leadership talk in there, talk on coaching, and of course, there's a little bit of March Madness there as well. So before I get this thing started, I want to say like, subscribe, follow, follow me on IG at underscore Tony Rambles, underscore rate review and share this with your buddies because it's a great podcast. Without further ado, episode 6.2. So this next segment, our number is going to be 10 because I got 10 guys on this list, players that should have been traded that I feel like either just needs a change of scenery that needs an opportunity or needs to go to a winning situation. They just need to be somewhere else. All right, so I got 10 guys. And some of these we can go rapid fire because some of them are just not really that important. Some of them will spend a little bit more time on. So I think there are a couple that everybody talked about. And that was Kyle Lowry. And Lonzo Ball. Both of these guys can make a difference on a team now. And I think they're both on teams that aren't going anywhere. They keep talking about Lonzo and how great he fits with the Pelicans. But according to LeVar Ball, he doesn't even like it in New Orleans. But you can't trust what he says anyway. So I think he can help any team that's looking for a good point guard. Because he's he's very, he's kind of... Ben Simmons light. Mm-hmm. I like Lonzo. Love his game. They all they you know because they brothers. They like to compare him and Lamelo, but oh my goodness, Lamelo Ball talk. completely two different games. Yeah, I love Melo game though. Lamelo is already a better player than Lonzo Ball. Now nah, he's a better player. Completely two different games though. Two different styles of play, but Lamelo is a better better player. Though. Which one you want? If I had to pick, yeah. Are those two? Yeah. Oh, I'm building my team around LaMelo. Of course. Of course. So, I got a couple more guys. Go ahead. Horford. Mm. Al Horford, who can help a team now. Doesn't have many more years left wasting away on Oklahoma City Thunder. They're not even playing them anymore. Just getting that check. He. (sighs) She's just getting that check, man. That's it. Man, Philadelphia made a terrible mistake. Giving him a hundred million dollars when they already had Joel Embiid. That was the, that was one of the most puzzling yeah. signings of the man. I love when people get paid. Hey, I ain't counting nobody's money. <laughs> but basketball wise, I wish he was on another team. Man, the Lakers could have used him. Man, for real. <laughs> the Nets, the Celtics could have used him. I wish he never would have left Boston. I wish he never would have left Boston either. But if I'm Boston, I'm not paying them $100 million either. Man, I got a lot of opinions on Boston, but that's another podcast. That's okay. No, we're going to get to Boston. <laughs> we're going to get to Boston. 
I know this guy just got released by his team, and that's Austin Rivers. I think Austin Rivers brings some scoring punch off the bench. Another guy that can bring some some grit on defense. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to change anybody's world, but I think contending teams that need a point guard. Man, I mean, could use a guy like Austin Rivers. It wouldn't hurt if Doc just go ahead and just pick up baby boy. He'll be know, good in Philly. That caused a lot of problems over. He'll be over good in Philly. Like, I think it would. I think it will be too. I don't think it'll cause problems over there in Philly. But it don't will. you don't you think they want to stick with Maxi? Maxi hooping. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not saying bring in Austin and just give him the let him run the show. Right. I'm just saying he, he he'll be a good piece off the bench. Insurance. Yeah, just insurance. Insurance. <laughs> I was thinking, of course. I just. I, it's plenty of other places that Austin River can land and help a team. Right. But I was thinking that there's no way he shouldn't at least be on a NBA team right now. What about Phoenix? Man, I, let me tell you, that would be a great, great move. Shout out to Chris Paul. Shout Chris Paul's my – no. Isaiah Thomas is my favorite point guard out of town. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. And Chicago. And Chicago, for sure. <laughs> But Chris Paul is number two. Yeah, I love Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul makes every team he plays for better. No, no doubt. Question. No Great doubt. Great leader. Okay. John Collins. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's not going to pay him. <laughs> he's going. He's asking for a max right now. Yeah. Get your money, man. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't give him a max either. <laughs> but he's going to command one, and they somebody's going to pay it. And so I think... As opposed to losing him in free agency, maybe they'll try to do a signing trade. But there were people asking around about John Collins. I wonder what kind of deals they were they were looking at that they said no to. But if I could have got some picks for him, bye. But Atlanta's delusional. They think they're making the playoffs this year. All the money they spent. I don't, not, even, I don't even pay attention to Atlanta no more. <laughs> what about Trey Young? What do you think about Trey Young? I love Trey Young. Really? I think he's a good he's player. Tiny. He just that's his only downfall. He's, he's just tiny. Tiny, man. He's just tiny. That's it. That's his only downfall. I mean, I don't really see Atlanta just making a playoff push. If they make a playoff push, they won't be there long. It sucks, but I love Trey Young though, man. He's, man, he's a dog. They, he work I can tell he works hard. He plays hard. Game. Guess what? Game in, game out. Guess what? That team ain't going nowhere with Trey Young. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're going to need more. They're going to need more. They're going to need a, a lot more on they're defense because they're going to have to hide him. If you got a high Steph Curry and he's a legit 6-3. And that's, the, that's today's game. Like, in order to, like, go get a championship, you always need more. Always. That's why the dang young <laughs> Nets got LaMarcus Aldridge like, and Blake as, Griffin. As long as LeBron As long as LeBron is finals, in the league. And as long as these teams keep stacking up to be LeBron, you're going to need more. Yep. That's why I liked it last year. It was kind of everybody had that duo. We had one break, but Trey Young is, I mean, he cool. He going he gonna to have a lot of numbers. Yeah. He going to have a lot of threes, man. He going to score a lot of points. Yeah, he going he gonna to eat that stat, sheet, uh, that stat sheet up. They ain't never going to win. But they're not going to win. I mean, that's sad. That's what I think. I don't think they ever going to win. Great player, though. Great scorer. <laughs> okay, Miles Turner. What you think, Miles Turner? Still in Indiana, still trying to play in the front court with with Sabonis. Both good players, very good players. But I mean, 
And this is the thing. Well, players that should have been moved, majority of the players on this list, it helps them to be moved, but it doesn't help the organizations that they play for. True. Very true. Well, it doesn't help them in the short term. In short term for the t- the teams or organizations. Because, I mean, they, Kyle Lowry is still in, in Toronto, and he's going to be a free agent this summer. He might mm-hmm. walk. And I think – and I think that's really the reason why they didn't really trade them. I don't think they were going to really get what they wanted for get that trade. something, though. Yeah, that's true. You get something. But I see why it probably just didn't work out business-wise. You know, long-term. Short-term, if they lose Kyle Lowry, it hurts because that's your leader. They got Van Vliet. That's not your best player, but that's your leader, though. That's your leader. Who is better on that team? Him out of Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet? Out of whoever, Siakam, I think Kyle Lowry is still their best player. Yeah, he, he's in my opinion, he's still their best player. So, short, so for for the Toronto, for them, I, that's why I'm saying like I'm not tra- if he's going to be a free agent in the summer and possibly walk, I'm not about to trade him now and not get something that's really of value, if that makes sense. But anything you get is of value. Hey, in the summer you get nothing, zero. In the summer you can make some moves. They could do a signing trade. Sign a trade. We'll see. I mean, I mean, that contract about to be up for Kyle Lowry, so you get some cap space. That's true. Very, very true. Okay, Lowry Markkinen, Chicago. To me, he's a decent player. Right. It's hard. It's hard for me to say they should have traded him because I think they did well with what they got in the trade. Right. Because they really didn't have a whole lot to offer a lot of people. Yeah, like Otto Porter. Like. Yeah, like they didn't have a whole <laughs> lot to offer. You know what I'm saying? So it's like what they, with what they got, I think they're satisfied with this trade deadline. I think they're satisfied, definitely, because they definitely got better 100%. But you look at a guy like Lowry, and you go, okay, it's the same thing with John Collins. But John Collins is a much better player right now. Yeah. He helps you now, whereas you could have probably got somebody back that could supplement what Lowry does. Because he's not – he didn't pop like they thought that he would. Like if him and Wendell popped maybe, I don't know, 30 or 40% more, that team would have already been in the playoffs. But I think maybe they got ruined by Jim Boylan. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you know that there are – I can't call anybody in the NBA a bad coach. Yeah. But some people, they may know X's and O's, but they don't know people. Mm-hmm. And when you get people, you get players from the team, from the organization that say this guy sucks, like I don't I don't have to say anything about him, yeah. right? His reputation is speaking for him. Yeah. So he came from the Spurs organization. You know he knows basketball. He yeah. has to know basketball. He's yeah. in the NBA, right? But can you coach players? But can you coach players? Can you relate to people? Do you know how to talk to people? Do yeah. you know how to push people without being an a-hole? Yeah, it's different, man. Some, some, I think in coaching anywhere, right? Anywhere, yes. You just got to have that, that special thing about you to be able to get players to want to play for each other and want to play for you. Yes. Getting players going. Yep, 100% agree. And so one, one thing that you can look at that reflects on a coach is does the team play hard? Mm-hmm. Anybody can play hard. And usually the people who don't play hard are the people who don't care. Yeah. They're like, I don't care about this team. I don't care about the coach. I'd rather be at home eating Whataburger. They say all the time, man, you can't coach effort. Can't coach effort. But you can. There can be consequences for bad effort. 
You can't coach effort because effort is a. I think you effort is a decision. You can't coach dog like you can't coach yeah. that into somebody. You can't coach effort because effort is a decision that's made by the player. Right. But you have to find a way to get a player to understand the value in that decision. Oh man, that's good. And that's coaching. Yes. When coaches can do that, because not all coaches just get players that want to give maximum effort. Right. Oh my god. Man. Not all coaches get that. Yes. But uh-huh. you can find a way to get them to understand why their why their effort is so important and get mm-hmm. them going and get them to play hard. And it's all about getting them to play for each other, yep. to play for you, yep. and to play to win. Yep. If you can do that, in my opinion, that's coaching effort. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> By my boy Donovan, Northside's finest. Okay. All right. Here we go. Kevin Love. Do you think he has anything left? Man, that was a, a deep, deep sigh from the bottom of wherever you got it from. I think that both, because he's still in Cleveland, right? Still in Cleveland, wasting I think both away. Kevin Love and both Cleveland are pretty content where they're at. I think the city of Cleveland loves Kevin Love. I think the organization loves Kevin Love. I think he can definitely help another team. Yes. Does he have much? To really just really fully give right now, I don't think not. But I think he's good because I think Kevin Love is almost on the verge of putting the shoes down. Mm. Do you think he could help like a Portland Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think he could help. But then it's like, what team? What what are teams willing to give for Kevin Love? Mm. And it's a money game. That's the thing. Like he's the, getting paid. The contracts have to match, and yep. he's getting paid a lot of money in Cleveland. So it's hard to move a big puzzle piece like it's it's hard to move a, a chess piece like that. When and if John Wall got moved win. after Achilles, mm-hmm. and I think he had a I don't think it was an ACL. It was an Achilles into something else. Was it the meniscus or something like that? Something. something. I think it was two kind of ankle injuries. Yeah, I don't want to lie. If John Wall could get moved, but. In all fairness, he came back hooping. Yeah, I mean, and I think people were expecting John Wall to come back to hoop. John Wall is always hooping. He's, he's always one of those people hooping. that's just going to always yeah. be hooping, even when he retired. He and, he's, and it's a different because he's a guard. Yes. And this is a guard play league. It is. And Kevin Love has been collecting that check, getting paid. Not mad at him. Not mad. <laughs> last two. <laughs> give, give, give me the last two back to back. Okay. You know what? We're going to make it one. Okay. Go this ahead. other guy, you know, I eh, eh. DeMar DeRozan. You think he should have been traded? Yes. Yes. I think somebody could have went and got him. You think he couldn't help Dallas? Yeah. They would have had to give up a lot, though. I mean, he making $27 million. Really? Yeah, he is. A year? This is last year. He's on an expiring deal. 27 M's. Okay. 27. But you look at a team like Dallas who is having trouble finding offense. Yes. If anything... DeMar DeRozan's going to get you buckets. If anything. And his playmaking has gotten much better in San Antonio. So he can bring that bring that with him. Pack that in your bag. Don't leave it. I believe that wholeheartedly. I think he would have been good in Dallas for sure. From a, It's so tricky. Getting these trades done are so tricky. Yep. Getting these trades done are money so tricky. Match. Because if you're Dallas, who are you willing to give for DeMar DeRozan? I mean, I don't think they got a whole bunch of guys that are untouchable. They Josh, don't. Josh have, Richardson. They don't have a lot of guys that are untouchable. But who do you, who do you think it's going to take for for them to get him? It's going to take some guys that's going to be able to get the deal done. 
And Pop just not taking anybody. Anybody. I agree with that. I think that would have been more of the hurdle because I think they got they got guys. I mean, because Richardson's making twelve, mm-hmm. so you could piece together the last you know thirteen, fourteen million. But Pop has a specific mm-hmm. player that he wants that he's looking for. And Pop is a chess guy. Like, he's always thinking three moves ahead. So he's not going to just trade. If he's trading DeMar DeRozan, he know he has a plan, like, yes. to yes. cook something up and generate something else. 100%. Absolutely. You think he couldn't help a team like Portland? Man, DeMar DeRozan can help a lot of teams. He can help a lot. He could. He could help a lot of teams. DeMar, DeMar DeRozan in Portland would be crazy. Him and Dame. And if you're able to keep CJ. Man, okay, I think they need to break that backcourt up. Yeah. They're too small. Yeah, I, I'm a big huge. I'm a I'm a huge Dame Lillard fan. Me too. I want them. I want to see the Blazers make some really shake to help get a team around him because he's not going nowhere. He's not. He's, he's not, not leaving. Nowhere. And that's he gonna keep collecting that check. He gonna keep standing on his integrity of just. You can yep. tell he's super loyal to his soil. And he will be going out in the first round every year. Hall of Famer. Absolutely, but I don't think he's gonna win one. Yeah. That's far fetch. That's really tough. That's tough. It'll take a whole lot. Okay. So for our last segment, shout out to Kobe Bryant for this one. Our number is 24. Because there's about 24 games left in the season. This last segment is going to be pop or fade. So I have a couple of pop teams I feel like I'm going to take off after making the trades, making their buyout. And I got a couple of teams that I feel like are going to fade. I got two fade teams. We're going to get them out the way early. Hornets, LaMelo's injured. They're going to fade. They're not They're not going to be doing anything without him. Never saw him doing much anyway. They would have at least made the playoffs. Out of their first round. Yeah, but they won't even make it. <laughs> they won't even make it. Warriors, Steph Curry's injured. I don't think they're going to be able to to make up the ground that they're losing. I don't think so either. Agreed. So get those two out of here. You talked about this team earlier a lot. A pop team, Denver. I agree. I know you do. I agree. (laughs) MVP candidate, Aaron Gordon, fitting in. Yeah. Jamal Murray. They got a chance to make a push. It would be exciting to see them in Utah match up. Rematch? I was thinking that too. I like Denver's chances more than I like Utah's chances because of Jokic. He's just so good. Have the, you watched a lot of Utah games this year? Uh no, I haven't, honestly. Okay. Hey, what did uh what did LeBron say? Like growing up we didn't watch Utah? We didn't care about Utah, we didn't pick them on the game. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> that one, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think Utah Ooh, has a better chance to make a really good push towards the final than the Nuggets do. And I think that as far as matchup-wise and how they're playing and how well they're playing, I think if they had to, like, say, if the somehow they had to see the Lakers in the conference finals. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Bron getting them out of here. I think they will play better against the Lakers than the Nuggets would. I think because the Nuggets now have Aaron Gordon who can match up, I think – They'll push them more because they also have MVP candidate Jokic. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody really pushing them on Utah. Like they got they got Bogdanovich. Uh, don't I mean, sleep they, on uh, what? Don't say who. They got guys that can score. I mean they'll they'll be able to score, but the 
But in the playoffs, it's different. Yeah, what's my guy name? They're big. They're center. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Not sleeping on Rudy Gobert. He's playing. He's having an amazing season. We've seen him neutralized and in the playoffs. Great defender, great rebounder. I like him. I like him too, but we've seen that story before. You're right. We're going to see how. That's why I'm excited for these playoffs. Because we're going to see how the story unfolds. You already touched on this team earlier. The Heat. I think they're going to pop. I think, although I'm not the biggest fan of Oladipo. He's had the injuries. We haven't really seen him gain that form back. I have so much respect for Coach Spo and the Heat organization. I think they're going to find a way to just be better. That's what they do. I see that. It's just what they do. I see that. You know I'm in agreement with that, man. I'm raving for the Heat right now, man. I want them to, man, I really want a lot of teams in the East really to just make it tough for Brooklyn. Yeah, me like, too. I want Philly to really pop. Yep. Because, one, being a basketball fan, I just want to see great basketball. Mm-hmm. And if the if Brooklyn is going to get to the finals like they're expected to, I want it to be a, a tough role for them. I want it to be a long, hard role for them. I even want the Bucks to make some noise. And Ew. I like Drew Holiday. <sighs> they playing. They play, and they having a good season. But you know, like you like you said before, we we've, we've seen this story before. We've seen the Giannis story before. So <laughs> if they're going to pop. I don't I don't see Giannis game expanding yeah. at all. Like, I think he is who he is right now. We got to treat him like a power forward. Like he's an inside player. They need a wing. Like if they could have got Zach Levine, he would be perfect. I mean, but you got Drew Holiday. Yeah. Nice a problem. He good. He ain't getting you 25. I don't think the game is open enough for him on that team to give you give him 25. He ain't never been that guy though. You're right. <laughs> Anything that's going to make it harder for the Nets, I'm in. I'm down for that. I got two fade teams, and then I'll touch on my last pop team. Go ahead. The Raptors, I think they're going to fade. Agreed. And if you look at their track record, they're kind of like Miami where they always find a way to be good. Mm-hmm. But I think this is going to be the year that it kind of falls apart for them. Yeah, and leading into next season, too. Definitely. Okay, this is a team that we – I saved these two teams for last. So, my pop team is Dallas, Mm. Luka Mania, and my fade team is the Boston Celtics. Whichever one you want. Take take one. For Dallas. Mm -hmm. I mean, I believe they could pop. In the later at the end of the season, but Uh-oh. I don't think that they will make a far playoff push. I do think they'll make it past the first round, depending on who they match up with. Okay, that's a pop. That's a pop. That's good for them. Yeah, because I think Luka is really dangerous. Depending upon who they match up with, Celtics, I 100% agree with you. I just don't <laughs> see. I've watched the Celtics play a lot this year, and I just don't see them being able to turn it on and to play well enough to really make a or strong enough push as they should be able to make it. So when I look at Dallas, Luca, you know what really what really made me a believer. Now I thought he was good before this, but how he did the Clippers last year, how he was bodying everybody on the team. Everybody. Everybody. Tough. I'm like, ooh. Dog. In the game. And the game is so slow dog, for him. Dog, 100%. The game is so slow for him. He's a dog. So, I'm like, 
I'm 100% bought in on Luca. All the stock, all the smoke. Give you it said, to me. You said you heard, you you know what he said when he got here. He said, "Man, it's just so much easier to score over here." I don't know what they're doing over there in Europe because I don't watch European basketball I do like not that. Either. I don't know if it's physical like that, but Luca is tough. Luca is the man. So I kind of feel like I can't put him in the LeBron air, but I think he'll get there where. You can almost put whoever on his team, hmm. and they're at least going to get to the playoffs and be an issue for somebody else. So he's elite. He is elite, elite. I think. <laughs> I think he's not elite, elite yet. Not not this year, mm-hmm. but in two years tops. Because you've seen he came in as a rookie, just doing whatever he wanted to do, and then last year you go okay. Like, he came in, he was good, maybe he'll be better. He came in dogging last year. (laughs) So, this year is kind of a throwaway for everybody because it's the bubble. Not the bubble, but it's COVID. It's very, very different than a normal season. Mm -hmm. So, I'll say next year to the year after, like, he will reach the elite, elite status, which we have coined it, I guess. So, I'm 100% bought in on Luka. I'm bought in. I'm with you. I'm agreeing with you. Now, the Celtics, so when they initially popped Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I looked at them like Paul George and Kawhi Light. You got two great wings with great athleticism who are very skilled with the basketball, can can score, not great creators for others. But this year, I said, if this team is going to be great, These two guys have to be all NBA caliber players. Mm. Now, they both made the All-Star team, which is not the same as being all NBA. No, it's not. And I just don't see it. Something is off with this team. And that's my struggle with when I watch Boston. Like, I don't – I can't really put my finger on what it is. Jason Tatum, this is my pet peeve with him. He takes the most difficult shots in the league. (laughs) Everything is a sidestep, fade away. You go, okay, you could get to the basket. What are you doing? Why is everything a sidestep, hand in the face, over two people? It's like he's trying to be Kobe. That may be a good point. All of his shots are difficult. He doesn't get to the line enough. Not as much as he should Mm -hmm. with the talent that he has and the skill that he has with the ball. Very skilled. Very skilled. So you go, why are you taking these bad shots? What are you doing? I hate it. Man, I met his dad one time. You know, his dad coaches a good uh, – I forgot what school. It's in St. Louis. So I was in St. Louis. I just so happened to meet his dad. Right. He, his dad – you can tell his dad is a hell of a coach, too. For Very real. prominent program in St. Louis. I forgot the name of the school, but they're mm. really good. But you can tell – you can tell he had Jason growing up in that gym. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I was <laughs> listening to – I think it was Ryan Rosillo's podcast where uh, they just talked about Jason Tatum coming out in the draft. Mm-hmm. And I think he had his, his shooting coach on there, Drew Hanlon, I think his name is. And he talked about how polished he was coming out of out of Duke. And they just said that he was the most polished NBA-ready player, really, that he had seen. And we saw it in his rookie year. Like, he was hooping. Yeah. He got game. I love Jason Tatum game. 
I love most of his game. And I think his game, when he was at Duke and he was getting drafted, I also was probably had had the same opinion. I thought his game was really, really polished. NBA ready. And so I think that you look at Brad Stevens and how he runs his offense, and it's supposed to be an offense that, that can move the ball, where people are able to get easier shots. But for some reason, every time I watch a Boston Celtics game, it just ends up with, Jason Tatum taking a bad shot. <laughs> Just a bad shot. The most difficult shots in the league. Jason Tatum, you win. Yeah, man. I don't see the I, I agree with you. I see the fade with the Celtics. Fading. I see the fade. Fade him up like a south side. I miss Kimball being Kimball. <sighs> Kimba's done. <laughs> I'm calling that right now. His knees are are bad. He's not I mean he's been dealing with this issue. For years now, Kimba's done. Another another huge sigh. I hate that. Yeah. Man, I, when I think of Kimba, I always think of the March Madness. No, no, no. It was a Big East tournament when he made Copeland fall. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. With the step back. You got to think of March Madness when you think of Kimba, too. Then Fresh off the- what, it started. It started in that Big East tournament. Yeah. And then they made that run. And then Shabazz Napier. <laughs> Backdoor And very next year Speaking of March Madness Right Man Speaking of March Madness Man Shout out to University of Houston Man finally. Shout out to the University of Michigan <laughs> I hope our teams meet Are they on opposite sides of the bracket Uh yeah Okay so, so y'all If if y'all win Y'all will run If y'all Cause y'all play tonight We No we beat Florida State Oh yeah Yeah So Y'all will probably Y'all will run into Gonzaga Ooh Yep, and Houston is set out to play Baylor, final four. Okay, okay. So it's Those have pretty much been, I don't know if Houston has been talked about as the best team in the country, but those other three have all been kind of jockeying, Gonzaga, yeah. Baylor, Michigan. I mean, Houston has been that team that, like, all right, you guys really not supposed to be here. But but they like a two seed, well. ain't they? Yeah, but you know how, like – you know how college basketball goes, right? Like, politics. Po- it's all pol- it's all politics. Nobody expected Houston to end up in the Final Four. Well, it's unless you from Houston. Unless you're from Houston. <laughs> For the record, we are both in Houston. Uh, I think that Houston was always one of those teams that's like, okay, we know you're good, but are you good enough to really yeah. do something? Because like. They're like Houston, the Utah Jazz. Houston for the last couple of years has kind of really made a, a push in the tournament. But they always yes. either, you know, Sweet 16, Elite 8, and then they get booed out. And they haven't right. been to the Final Four since 1984 when they had Akeem, you know, the, the Dream, Clyde Drexler, and all those guys. Right. But them making it to the Final Four, I think, is huge, especially for the campus, for, for the university, and for the city. I don't think a lot of brackets had them picked. Mm to go to the Final Four. Gonzaga, I think a lot of people had Gonzaga pick. Yeah. I would even argue that a lot of people had Michigan pick. You know it. Uh, and Baylor, I think a lot of people thought Baylor was good, but I think Baylor has shown that they're a lot better than what people may have thought they were because they're a really good, balanced basketball team. Mm-hmm. they really good. And I think that's going to do it. That's a wrap. Wrap it up with some March Madness. After all, it is March, at least the end of it. Got the Final Four coming up. Who's Who you got winning? Winning it all? Yeah. U of H. Ah, of course. <laughs> I of course I'm I taking Michigan. All right, let me let me not just be Houston boss, but I would love to see Houston win it. My heart would love to see Houston win it. But the basketball mm-hmm. me, the basketball fan of me, I think Gonzaga, they're playing like they're just so 
efficient. I'm going with Michigan. Like I don't. He, you can have the bias. You know, <laughs> say whatever you want to say. I'm going with Michigan. I think they're gonna win it. They got Dickinson in the middle. He's tough to deal with, and then mm-hmm. they got the seven footer coming off the bench that you got to deal with as well. And I mean, we've been shooting it well. We got a pretty solid point guard with Smith. We're gonna see, man. It's really up in the air. The Final Four is, is for really good basketball teams. I think it's anybody's game. So, I knew it was going to be good. You know how it is, man, when we, when we get to chopping it up, man. You already goes. know. We got uh, the north side of Houston meets the west side of Detroit. And this is how we do. Shout out to Detroit, man. Shout out to the Midwest. I was actually born in the Midwest. Okay. Where? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I was born in Milwaukee. Houston and there it is. And there it is. I'm going to just start calling you Milwaukee. Don't do that. <laughs> that was episode 6.2 with me and my boy donovan just a couple of coaches couple of friends chopping it up having a great time i hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did so we'll have donovan back on around nba or nfl draft and we'll be able to share some more stories and get into some other things that have nothing to do with sports as well. But before we get out of here, you know we got to do our Today in History. April 4th, 1968, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. So I'd be remiss not to mention that because the battle that he fought allowed me to be here and to be able to speak and to use my voice without the fear of being killed, honestly speaking. So shout out to Dr. Reverend Dr. I don't know which one comes first. Martin Luther King Jr. And also 1928, April 4th, Maya Angelou, American poet and author, was born. So two legends in history on this day, April 4th. So like, subscribe, follow, support. I'm on IG at underscore Tony Rambles underscore where I like to post content for upcoming episodes. And I like to just interact with the people who support me. So this is your host, Tony Rambles. And I'll see you in the next one.